Renaissance yeah, fair staff are, t- they're like dressed like Renaissance. Like they have like a million brocade, like petticoats and like, you know. Petticoats? I mean, you know, and like co- cod pieces and stuff like that. This is, this is on the boat. What's a brocade? <laughs> Is What's that brocade? like flowers you give your bro? Do you not even know what brocade is? No. You plebeian. You're oh. supposed to be the one who's so into houndstooth. A... So what's a brocade? No, brocade. It's a oh. kind of fabric. Oh. What is it shaped? Well, I only know houndstooth. This is only fat. You said you told me that houndstooth was your favorite fabric, but you lied because it that's is my the favorite. only fabric that you know. No, I know about herringbone. That's like, that's like, just like vertical house. Aren't too. these all no, not. backgrounds from the from Windows ninety five? I wish Windows ninety five had house too. That joke. So welcome to I don't hate the Avantis Card <laughs> podcast. I'm Nina Lidoff. Hi Nina. <laughs> so I thought we were still doing our cold Who the open. Fuck are you? Are you? Wait, we're not doing the cold open anymore. No, we, yeah, because you stopped it and said, welcome to I Don't Hate This. Well, see, the problem is that this whole episode is going to be a cold open. <laughs> so, well, because you wouldn't tell me what is brocade. It's just a pattern? No, brocade. It's like a really thick fabric that's like shiny and it mm-hmm. has like kind of an embossed like texture to it. Okay. Well, no, because houndstooth isn't a type of fabric. It's, it's a, just it's a, a pattern. pattern. It's a brocade weave. is a class of richly decorative shuttle-woven fabrics often made in colored silks and with or without gold and silver threads. Ooh, Tell I me like that's that. not the most Renaissance thing you've ever heard. The name is related to the same root as the word broccoli. Really? Wait, what does broccoli mean? It comes from the Italian brocato, meaning embossed cloth. Oh. Past participle of the verb brocare, to stud, set with nails, from brocco, small nails, from Latin brocus, projecting or pointed. Thanks, uh, Oxford English Dictionary Jones. You're but welcome. like, I and do, not not to broccoli be forgotten. Broccoli doesn't have anything to do with that. Can you please look up broccoli in the Oxford English Dictionary and tell me what the origin of it's broccoli from is? From the Latin meaning little trees. Little the trees. word broccoli comes from the Italian plural of broccolo, which means the flowering crest of a cabbage. And is the diminutive uh. form of broco, meaning small nail or sprout. Oh my God! It was true all along. What the Fascinating. truth? Fascinating. <laughs> the truth was true all along. So there you are at the Renaissance Fair, which is. But you're saying that this was a dream. It's anachronistic. Oh well. Because <laughs> everyone, because whenever you see a commercial for the Renaissance Fair, well, it is in fact anachronistic because they eat turkey they, legs there, and there were no and there's turkeys. Jousting. There is jousting. Yeah, that's not. But a there very were no turkeys thing. in Europe during the Renaissance. Well, that's I think they're like, I think they're fall. Uh, they're sort of showing the. What kind of leg would you eat? I mean, it's a medieval style eating. You'd a big eat leg. like boar or like. Um, pheasant. pheasant, yeah, you know, but there weren't turkeys. Yeah, no, I know they're from America. Yeah, because this is America, because the the Renaissance fairs in Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> they have fried cheese there too. The I bet they had fair? fried cheese in the Renaissance. I don't think so. They had cheese in the Renaissance. Did they? 
So, but nerds can decide whatever they want. So some of them are like, I'm going to dress like a magical fairy. And some of them are like, I'm going to dress like I'm like a politically incorrect oriental um, slave stripper. And then like some of them are like, I'm going to be like from the Middle Ages. I'm like a monk or something. So there's not. So basically everyone does whatever they want. So it's like Wikipedia. Yeah, which is where Oxford English Dictionary Jones got his broccoli information. Who's this guy? Oh, Andre. <laughs> okay, so you're on a wooden, a bulbous wooden galleon sailing through the mists of nighttime. Mm-hmm. This and really happened, listeners. Wait, listener. the, Renaissance, the Renaissance cruise? No, just the regular The Star cruise. Renaissance Alliance. No, I went on a real cruise. A Tom cruise? Someone a Ted else cruise. made that joke. Oh, God, that one's way worse. Someone else made a Tom cruise joke, and I didn't even, I was like, what are you talking about? Couldn't even go there, but I guess. Where did you go? I went to the, I went to Half Moon K, which is a tiny island that's owned by the cruise ship, so it's basically all fake. But it was so fun. <laughs> and I went to San Juan, Puerto Rico and St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And Oh, I forgot about those. You forgot about the U.S. Virgin Islands? Yeah. They're like even less close to being a state than Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. It's all colonialism. And we went to Grand Turk and Turks and Caicos. What's that? That's Is that controlled island. by Turkey? No, it's Turks and Caicos. It's its own country. Oh, cool. It's its own island nation. Like America. We're an island. No, like like England. No, but America, you know, <laughs> it's like an island like in the rest of the world. Like we're like an island. We're like an island in the storm. Well, like yeah. no man is an island. America is though. We're like an island. America would definitely be a man. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, just, I did. Oh. I went there. Oh. Is that also where you went on your cruise? There, yes. No, to man. <laughs> the Isle of Man. <laughs> oh my God! Is there like a singles cruise for like divorcees? Then they're like, we're going to the Isle of Man. <laughs> Does it rain men there? <laughs> no, it rains cats and dogs. <laughs> That's your island. The Isle of Man is home to the Manx cat. Oh, and the manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling very, my family about this climate on the Isle of Man at the holiday uh, about I, I saw there used to be this show on Nickelodeon on Sundays called Grimm's Fairy Tales. And it was a Japanese animation take on Grimm's Fairy Tales. And there's one where there's a Manx cat, which is a cat that's got a tail that's stubby like a Cocker Spaniels. Weird. And I was like, oh, man, I want to get a cat. <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind. No, I specifically want a Manx cat. Do they dock their tails or are they? I don't know. I don't think so. The Manx cat features <laughs> a naturally occurring mutation that shortens the tail. Welcome to We Wikipedia at our new podcast where we just Shh. say stuff and then Shh. I want to learn about cats. <laughs> Carry on. Many Manx have a small stub of a tail, but Manx cats are best known for being entirely tailless. This is the most distinguishing characteristic of the breed, along with elongated hind legs and a rounded head. Hmm. 
So anyway, I think at their neighborhood cat shop, they probably didn't have a Manx cat, but they might have had a cat with a stubby tail, and I wanted to get it. My parents said no, and so like to sort of protest, I pulled a rock out of our landscaping and drew a face on it, and I said, this is my pet rock. Fuck you. <laughs> and then they were really amused because it was like in the 70s, there was this pet rock craze. And you're like, they were just like, whoa, he thought of it on his own. Yeah, I was like, no, this is my conceptual protest art. <laughs> and they were like, ha ha, pet rock. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a pretty cool thing for like a eight or nine year old to like come with the idea of like, if you're not going to give me a pet, I'm going to pick this like just sad. But that's like basically from Charlie Brown where he goes trick or treating and only gets the rocks. What is it? No, that's not at all basically. At yeah, because like it's like a sad replacement for something cool that yeah. makes you happy. And Well, yeah. So that's why I think that's a good gesture. Do you mean gesture like an artistic gesture? Yeah. Oh, my God. What else was I supposed to mean? Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Is taking a rock from outside and bringing it indoors earth art or just sculpture? <laughs> well, I didn't really know anything about non-sites and Robert Smithson at that point. Um, I think I was, since it was a pet rock, I would say. Do you specific piece? No. It wasn't because it's a pet rock. It's, it's mobile. Mm-hmm. And what's become of your pet rock? Where's which archive is that held in? Uh, well, he's he's buried in the backyard of that house. Oh, that's a gesture. Yeah, when I was you gonna died, say, yeah. was that when you got your first cat? You were like, I can now lay my pet rock to rest. No, he just got old and they couldn't, you know, take care of him anymore. He, he got put erosion to sleep. and pollution. Yeah, he is... eroded. And to answer your question, Andre, I would say when you bring a rock inside uh, as a pet, that's domestication. <laughs> Um, how did we get? On this? I don't know. So I so, so we're on this I boat. Went on a cruise. Lost at sea. That's where I've been. You oh, you went to me. the you went to the Isle of Man. No, I did. The Manx I went to all those other places, and um, and what I found there was weird and disturbing to me, and I felt like we needed to talk about it because no. I was like having an an art nerd crisis and i was like the only one now were you actually supposed to be on the the boat or did you like lie and sneak your way on and then you're like uh one of the people that's paid to dance with the uh geriatric cruise goers and then data is your boss and he's like super high strung i don't know if this is a reference but it would be my fucking dream to be like a cruise ship dance hype person so don't even joke about that <laughs> That would be the most fun job ever. I already yeah, think that I'm going to run work... away from home and be like a cruise ship Zumba instructor. But the Zumba cruise leaves like next week. So oh. can't do that. You'll be standing on the dock running. Wait, wait. Yeah. Running like, but like with. I but can't. in place. Into that was a physical music. joke. I couldn't do it on the radio. Yes. Like running, but like dancing at the same time. Just, just so you guys at home know, I was in the studio. I didn't see any joke happen. You know what? That's because you don't know about the principles of Zumba. I don't. You can hear more about my on my Zumba podcast. Is it produced. like the elements and principles we'll of, of Zumba and Zumba be produced? <laughs> Zumba, be not proud. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a reference. You, your coworkers would be Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. I don't know what that And you is. would be out to sea. I'm sure someone somewhere is laughing. 
No. <laughs> Even the people that get it. <laughs> no, you were just talking about it. It reminded me of this movie I saw called Out to Sea. I think it was the last time Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon teamed up. And uh, I think it was because That's one not of... Walter Massey, right? No. <laughs> Matthau. It's that the uh, odd joke, kind of. Yeah, it was an education joke. <laughs> Aren't education. It was, well, technically, it was a Kanye joke. <laughs> um, so you were on a boat, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget it? Is that from the Boats and Hoes song? Whoa, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, it was from a different comedy boat song. <laughs> Do you know what just happened? Yeah, a, the scary Halloween decorations fell out. Fell off the bookshelf. <laughs> Maybe that's because it's like it's saying kill this almost episode. New Year's <laughs> Eve, and it's like, yeah. why are there Halloween decorations around? You know, well, they're stored on the shelf. It's almost New Year's Eve, and the it's year like is Elf about on to a go. Shelf, but like more menacing. The final Jack Lemon Walter Matthau collaboration was the film The Odd Couple Two. Okay, oh. no more Wikipedia. <laughs> From what year was that? Nineteen ninety-eight, one year oh. after Out to Sea. Oh, Fuck me. Now, please, I threw my pillow at him to stop the Wikipedia, and please give me my pillow back. Thank no, I you. think this is very helpful. Um. So what's this creepy thing? Was this a haunted boat? Oh, well, no, you know it was creepy. This is what? totally unrelated, which that- Boat should, tinder? We should change the name of the podcast, too. This is totally unrelated. Um, I was reading Cosmopolitan Magazine the other day, and they recommended- On the boat? No. Oh. Uh, sure, to make it sort of- like it was an anecdote that was important. Um, they recommended getting an elf on a shelf to spice up your love life because it will feel like somebody is watching you. Now, is the elf on a shelf, this is the elf that has his hands, his knees are up and his hands are in front of it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a creepy looking elf that like makes children behave or makes adults naughty, according to Cosmopolitan magazine. Yeah, I'm not. It's Is it an elf that they used to put in Christmas trees? On the mantle. Oh. It's supposed to be, I think it's like Mordecai on the mantle. It's just like a thing to guilt children into being good. Because the parent mm. says, this elf is owned by Santa, and he's watching you, and he sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake. Um, Just like that old Onion article, ho, 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 I saw you masturbating. Right. <laughs> I like the Onion article, ho, 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 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to share your niece's? Christmas Revelation? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really big Christmas Revelation, you guys, so don't worry about it. Um, so wait, is the elf on a shelf a new thing? I don't know. It's like new-ish. Like it's not new this year. What, there was some meme about this elf on a shelf guy sitting on other stuff on public sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> wait, really? Yeah, but I, I'm still not sure what the elf on a shelf wait, is. Wait, like which sculpture? Elf on a Shelf tradition. was written in 2004. Okay. No, shut the shut fuck up. up. I want to hear it, Andre. I want to hear Andre, <laughs> so you stop telling him to uh, shut up. So it was written in 2014. It's a... 2004. It was published oh. in 2005 by CCANB Publishing. Oh, those guys do great work. <laughs> Author Carol Abersold and Chanda Bell. Illustrator Koi Steinbart. But since this is supposed to be an art podcast, I would like to know what art the Elf on the Shelf is sitting on, please. I don't know. Something red. <laughs> <laughs> so a calder. No. Well, calder's orange. Sort of. Sometimes. Well, cadmium sometimes. red light. Sometimes. Yeah. There you go. He only had one color for his sculpture, though. 
known as Calder Orange, uh, colloquially mm. in the just like Van Dyke Brown. How cool do you have to be to get a color named after you? Like Bianchi Blue. Who's that? <laughs> That's a bike company. Oh. It was like a donkey named after Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> or her donkey dressed as Beyonce. Um, so but anyway, there there was art on the boat. Okay. On the ship. On the cruise. Because it's a floating ship. hotel. Yes. That goes very slowly. Yes. It, do, it goes very slowly. My brother had his Garmin GPS with him because he uses it for cycling. And the boat was going like 20 miles an hour, actually. Wait, why was he cycling? He was riding around the boat? <laughs> no, he was intending to bring the Garmin with him when he goes cycling on land. Mm. But he did use it. He did ride a stationary bike on the boat. So how did the Garmin help him do that? It's like, congratulations. <laughs> it was like, wow, you are biking in the middle of the ocean. How did you even do that? Did he have a bike that he brought on board? No, he he was going. Okay. This is this has nothing to do. With no, but I'm really curious. No, he, he bought he bought a fat bike, a fat boy fat bike. And it has like these, ty- it basically is the bike version of a monster truck. It like looks like. Oh, is it the one where it looks like a low rider motorcycle and it's got really fat tires? No, it's like a fucking huge bike, but then it has like the biggest tires known oh, to man. Yeah. Like, oh, I love those. Like little squishy tires. And they, yeah. They're only like, they're they only float. pumped up to five PSI. So you can like ride on sand and mm. stuff. And he was gonna um, have it brought. He's now in Mexico on vacation. He was going to ride it around there but then it was too complex to figure out how to ship it so Mm -hmm. he didn't but that's why he brought the garmin and like he brought all of his stuff he brought his kit and he brought his clipless pedals to like put on the stationary bike when he did spin class and stuff like that but then they fit on wait 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 wait. yes um clipless pedals are the ones with clips so wait (laughs) but why did he bring the garmin if he knew he wasn't gonna have the bike flammable means flammable i was talking to someone on the internet today and i was asking about unsecure networks and it's Corrected it to insecure networks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um. So wait, he even though he knew he wasn't going to end up with the bike with him. Well, he'll rent a bike. Oh, at all the different locations of the boat stopping. Well, he's in Mexico now. So, so wait, why did he? Go. So he brought his clip lights to clipless pedals. His clipless pedals to wear with his shoes that clip on to the pedals. Mm-hmm. To put on a stationary bike to do spinning class. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't fit on the bike. In the On the hotel yeah. boat. On the boat, The yeah. floating. Were you on the Cruise one called the ship. World or whatever? What? What was the name of your ship? The Carnival Glory. Man, it's so close to being Carnal Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I followed and the it's... Carnival Glory on Instagram. And I also followed Cruise Director Mike on Instagram. He's the Cruise Director of the Carnival Glory. He's but, basically like cruise ship famous. But You'd you understand all of this if you had gone on a cruise. But you said that you didn't pay for the Wi-Fi. So were you using... Uh... When I got back to the United States. Oh. Well, actually, we were most of the stops were in the United States. Yeah. So when I got back to the continental U.S., I followed it. And that's when... Because you, you had to take the boat all the way up from the Gulf of Mexico up the Mississippi River and dock. Yeah, we did stop in Miami. Uh, that's where we departed and returned you flew. to. You did the thing where you fly to in an a airplane. Port. Yes. 
because we don't really live by a port because we did not take the Mississippi River. Ugh, as that would magical be as that would be. Um, the Mississippi River is not deep enough for a cruise ship, I do not think. Yeah, it's deep enough for riverboats. Yeah, I believe it's Mark ship... Twain deep. <laughs> it's, it's like a really, really big cruise ship. Yeah. Um, it, it's 12 stories high. Now, what's the Lido deck? I always want to know what the fuck that yeah, means. I don't know what it like means, and I'm sure that Andre's going to look it up on Wikipedia. Please but do. It's the place where all the cool stuff happens. It's like where the action is. There's like <laughs> pools and bars and a TV screen and like a DJ and then like cruise director Mike is there and then like he's like judging cocktail contests and like they have this Harry Wait, what's Chester a cocktail contest? Where like Tom Cruise is there in the movie Cocktail? No. So I'm trying to work Tom Cruise into this. Well, when you talk about a cocktail contest, you are going to think about Tom Cruise because of the film Cocktail. Um. Well, they hosted a... No, that's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Never mind. No. Couldn't even think of one one Tom Cruise movie. What um, were you thinking of? Twelve Years a Slave? <laughs> no. No, I was going to say they hosted a Benjamin Button contest. Wearing a day age backwards, best. Um, you couldn't say anything about like when they when they have a tie in the cocktail contest, <laughs> they have to have ghost protocol or something. They had like a Rain Man contest where they like yeah. dropped a bunch of toothpicks and <laughs> to say how many there were. Um, that would be more of a Dustin Hoffman <laughs> contest. <laughs> <laughs> Although Rain Man would be so much fucking better if their roles were reversed. <laughs> and Dustin Hoffman kidnaps Tom Cruise. Ew. <laughs> Oh my god. Is there a way to edit that and put it on YouTube so that it appears that Rain Man <laughs> is the opposite roles? You do it, audience. You can do it. Um So my guess the So Lido no, a cocktail deck, contest is where uh, a bunch of drunk people have to make cocktails uh, and then the, then they vote on and then a bunch of drunker people vote on whether they're good or not. Nice. Um, now, can I can I say my guess before we are informed? My guess is it has something to do with the island of Lido related to Venice because everyone goes to Lido to do stuff. A Lido is a outdoor swimming pool and the surrounding facilities. Oh, it that's exactly right. The Italian word for beach, Lido. Oh, it's not. See, we're sort of right. Yeah. There's just an island in Venice called Lido, but. Yeah, Lido di Venezia, the barrier beach enclosing the Venetian lagoon. Uh-huh. Oh. It's the island that's not Murano that has the glass. And it's also not the cat island, which is like. Uh, How many cat islands do you know about? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> How many are there? For example, Iriamote. Yeah. How many cat islands are there? Seven or six. Well, in Europe, there's only six. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. Seven? Shit. Fuck. Okay, well, there's uh, there's a lot of cat islands out there, but they're always some of them are like brigadoons, so they're only there like once every one hundred <laughs> years, and you have to decide if you're gonna go join the cats or not. Oh, which you would, I would, would given the chance. Oh my god, I need to get famous so then I can disappear and then be like, you want to go live with the cats? I will tell as your unofficial autobiographer, I will write that into the end of your story if you ever go missing. Okay, yeah, that was that's something that's cool. Like speaking of the ocean. Like, if you disappear at sea, that's, like, a specific death category. Mm. Lost at sea. Mm. 
So like, for instance, the artist Bastian Otter, mm -hmm. uh, who went on In Search of the Miraculous by trying to sail a small sailboat across the ocean, he's just lost at sea. Mm -hmm. so he doesn't really have a death date then you have to like i mean then it really sucks for the family because they have to have them legally declared dead and all this but just the idea that you could control death in that way i think that's part of the attraction that you're like lost at sea you don't really you never really die Ooh. because there's no um finality there's just the the endless horizon and you see the the sky commingling with the sea wasn't there another artist that was lost at sea Ray Johnson. Oh yeah, Ray no, Johnson but he also uh, got lost at sea. No, he walked. Up, he took a long walk off a short pier. Oh, I don't know if they found his body. I believe they did find his body. He did. He he uh, drowned himself more though. Mm. That's yes. Sad. Uh, it is sad. Well, and then the thing is, like, he left this weird kind of mystery. So that's why they think it was a suicide because, like, they went in his apartment and there were all these. Yeah, like, he like stacked all of his stuff into like boxes in like particular order or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can learn more about on the documentary How to, How draw, to draw a Bunny. 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 I they showed me that when I was in art school. It's oh, a good movie. It is a good movie. It also has the great thing if you're trying to remember a thing, you just say the alphabet. A Apple B Bastion Otter C Cat <laughs> D Dog. If you're trying to think of something, you just say the first words that go that you, that come to your mind. And you just keep doing that, and then eventually you'll remember the person's name or whatever you're trying to remember. Oh, cool. That's the first thing. I actually don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. We watched it in collage yeah. class. Um, nice. Appropriately enough. So there you are on the Lido deck. Tom Cruise is making an apple teeny. Mm -hmm. The way you describe the ship, it sounds like it's a floating waiting room. <laughs> no, it's more like a floating... <sighs> It's like so weird. I can't. It's so. You just you just have to like live it like cruisers. You guys know like everyone out there has been on a cruise like, you know, it's just like its own world. It's just like because yeah. everything is built for you to have fun. But then there's all this terrible art there and it was not fun for me because <laughs> I was trapped and forced to look at it. And my eyes Before, had to like bleed and I was just like I love it. No. Before we get into that, I do wanna I wanna bring it down a little bit further. Uh that island you were talking about, I believe that's you said it's an island owned by the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. I believe that's one of those islands where they buy the island and the people that used to live there are then displaced and then due to their poverty forced to work for the company that bought there. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know which cruise company owns that island, but um, it was okay. This, I feel like the whole mechanism of cruising is deeply problematic, but it's specifically designed so that you are unaware of how problematic it is at every moment. Did you, did they have desserts that came with gold on them? No, Oh. but I ate so many desserts. <laughs> I love dessert. Is that a Manx cat? That is an Iriamote cat. Oh, Stop looking at cats. Island of cats. Um, Imagine yourself floating at sea, and then a storm comes. Mom. No, that's not yet. Oh. It's coming. A storm comes. Gonna kill me. You're capsized. You're being washed this way and that, thrown by the currents. Everything goes black. Whoa. <gasps> and then you hear the 
the the soft sound of waves crashing on the shore and the you're gently awakened by warm sunlight you open your eyes and you found the isle of cats (laughs) 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 um what were we talking about a abomination b boring podcast (laughs) can't figure remember what i'm talking about see cats islands didn't have a plan of what to talk about in the first place um so you were saying everything's deeply problematic and it's also carefully made so that you don't you have fun and you don't think about yeah but this island that you're talking about that probably is you know like totally run by Mm -hmm. these impoverished people was one of the most beautiful places i've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life the sand was so soft there was an area rock on this entire beach it was like you know that fake ass sand that you can buy at the zoo that's like or at sky mall or like brookstone or whatever oh that has the gel in it yeah so you can like make sand it like felt like that but it was real that was I, I was telling you about that how they had that in in the store at the airport mm-hmm. as like by I'm like they're like what's the worst toy that we could put out Sand. to have kids parents buy them for a flight it's like a bucket of goo sand and then that was also at the sharper image style store that was literally selling vibrators oh yeah my yeah. Like they they had a purple vibrator that looks exactly like the eggplant in emoji that everyone uses <laughs> as a dick. And they're like back massager. And they called them personal massagers. Join the mile personal massage high club. <laughs> um, Are you having a stroke? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I have to turn off my personal massager and focus. Um, the water was so blue. <laughs> It was so. I'm sure that if an artist painted this blue, they would like name it after them. Oh, I was really. I was hoping you were going to say that. I I'm sure that if an artist painted this, they would all say he's mad. (laughs) Nothing's that blue. No blue could exist like this in nature. (laughs) And yet here it was. He would be. He would be locked away in an asylum crystal clear waters you could see down to the little fish swimming along the bottom who are also purchased and being oppressed so warm the water like a warm embrace (laughs) and yet it's december can you believe it palm trees swaying in the breeze and they bring you pina coladas in these bright pink cups that are like have swirly straws coming out of them it was like the most beautiful natural sight i'd ever seen (laughs) Pink straws in the coat. It was so. It was. Did they have the drunk monkeys? Do you know about this no, island? No, there was chickens a... running around though on the oh, beach. Cool. The chickens were like darting in and out of everyone's beach chairs. Oh, well, that's weird. It was so weird and beautiful. Do you know about this? Because I don't know just about cat islands. I also know there's an island of alcoholic monkeys in the south who seas. eat like berries and stuff, and then they no, they steal people's drinks like oh. you had. Because it goes back to the rum well, trade. Well, I can just tell you that no monkey stole my drink. Sweet. Yeah, no, it goes back to the rum trade days. And the now it's just generations of alcoholic monkeys that live uh, near the resorts and steal people's drinks and That's get sad. trashed. And if you it's watch the island of St. Kitts and they are green vervets. 
nice. Mm. And still don't have as much sex as bonobos, though. There's still a hilarious video, though, of them like falling down drunk. <laughs> These pants are bonobos. That is sad and not hilarious. I have told you before that the scene in Beethoven where the kids feed the dog beer is the saddest part of the movie. No, but the, like I told you, these are generations of alcoholic monkeys. It's still they do animal it to abuse. It's not animal abuse. The monkeys take the alcohol themselves. After three generations, it becomes culture. Oh, oh okay. I understand now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no problem. This is, the, this is part of their own spiral of uh, self-destructive behavior. Uh-huh. So all kinds of, you know, like monkeys, their parents are alcoholics and then they like go into therapy. Monkey children of adult alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So humans ruin everything. um, But you know who made alcohol? God. Yeah. Nature. Does alcohol exist in nature? Yeah. Only exists in nature. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's a chemical process. Right, but it's not an element. <laughs> like, that's just so dumb that I like, <laughs> but I don't know enough science to rebuff it. But I'm sure that no, some I'm scientist saying... is saying that you are so stupid right No, now. but I, I know it's a natural process, but clearly... I mean, I guess if what, if you had rainwater in the olden days and then some oats fell in it or whatever, some grains, it might. No, it's from yeast. It's fermentation. So like it would happen to like fruit or like grapes. Oh, that's true. Auto brewery syndrome, also known as gut (laughs) fermentation syndrome, is a rare medical condition in which intoxicating quantities of ethanol are produced through endogenous fermentation within the digestive system. Yeah, what do you mean indigenous? (laughs) did you mean indigenous i mean endogenous what the hell does that mean scientists don't turn on me now we were we were friends a minute ago endogenous substances and processes are those that originate from within the organism oh like in vivo yes in that both of those things are words yes (laughs) No, I just meant... Well, in vitro means outside of the body, in vivo means inside the body. I was just wondering if, yeah, so I guess rotten fruit and stuff that ferments. I get because I was just thinking that, like, you know, we discovered alcohol. Like, yeah, it's a natural process. Getting drunk but... is such a beautiful thing that nothing but God could have created. Do is you that your s- Benjamin Franklin quote? Beer is proof that God exists and uh... loves us very much. Ew, yeah. No, that's a, that's a real quote. I know that's a real quote, but like now I feel bad for having said it in a different way. Oh. No, I was just thinking like, because no, yeah, you know. alcohol is a human, well, it's natural, but it's a, uh, it's a it's been harnessed by the humans. You know, we intentionally brew things. Yeah. So that's why I was just wondering like how much naturally occurs. I don't know. Some. <laughs> so anyway... You're here to talk about an bad art. art. Oh. Okay. What's the worst art you can imagine? I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> art that fits frictionlessly into uh, the expected norms and parameters of the contemporary art market. <laughs> okay. Can't, like <clears throat> what? 
No, I don't know. I mean, what's the worst kind of art? Like, are you just talking about stuff that's ugly painting? I mean, yeah, but like this, but like. I mean, I'd say the worst art today is the proliferation of uh, found object stuff that that uh, is predicated on the assumption that random objects brought together equals poetry. Oh, that's actually totally true. That's why I hate assemblage. Thank you for explaining yeah, that to like me. Like when I was looking at that stuff, I'm like, is this what it was like in the 50s when everybody was making abstract painting? And you're just like, oh, fuck, another show of like a glove on top of a wine bottle on, on top of like a chamois. <laughs> but like, but look at the painting I just sent you and tell me if you think that that also could qualify as maybe the worst art ever. Uh-oh. Text it again. Do you just text it? Did it go through? Um, I don't know. This is going to be a whole thing if we can't get this to work because I have a bunch of pictures to show Eric. We're waiting for the pinging noise. Uh, Ping! Let me check my watch. Whoa. Okay, now bearing bear in mind that it is the size of a stamp on my watch. You face. can look at my phone if you want. But it kind of looks like Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> in a manner of speaking. Oh, they're pool sharks. <laughs> Here. Okay, but for, let me from If you could like describe said, this. Describing the postage size image, it's a it's in a black arena so you know like the the main setting is dark a lot of blacks and browns i see a uh a red figure walking so this could be one of those bosch kind of like flower meat eating flower people uh i see a reddish orange thing in the lower right that could be some sort of like oven or something for cooking humans um then i see these two blue and white things they could be birds or fish and they have like demonic grins on their faces they it could be like one of those bird guys feeding a hu eating a human head first while birds fly out his butt but then i look closer and one of the sharks has a big grin on his face like jack nicholson from the 1989 <laughs> batman film and i realize that uh it's a pool table um that doesn't explain why the other shark is like kneeling down before him is he picking up all the bowling ball no it looks like he's picking up a ton of money like he's on his hand. The shark is on his hands and knees and he's like grabbing money with both arms, like on one of those, like, uh, you know, when they like have a game show where they turn a person loose and they're like, grab all your fistfuls of cash. Um, person loose like they're in jungle, like they're a wild animal. Uh, so what's your passcode? <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it on the radio. You can just change it afterwards. No, because I love that passcode. Oh. Just use my oh. thumbprint. <laughs> Oh, I guess you could just cut this or part out. It. Yeah, can we bleep it out when she says it? Yes. Uh, All right, it's... Oh, I, did, I disabled your phone. I'm kidding. <laughs> whoa, whoa! It is like Hieronymus Bosch. Holy dude, it is totally like Hieronymus Bosch. So I was right. It is pool sharks. Holy fuck. 
This shark looks like he's a member of the insane clown posse. <laughs> okay, so I was right. The other shark is kneeling, and he's also grinning, and he's got a sack full of cash that he's holding with his fins. <laughs> An interesting detail. Um, there are seashells on all the corners where the legs of the pool table are. Um, the balls are drawn in motion uh, as though they are not. It looks like the implication is that he hit something, he hit the ball, and all the other balls are now going to rush towards all the pockets in some sort of magical. Mm, well, um, they're sharks, so they yeah. have a way. They have a system. So that thing I thought was like a kettle for people, it is some sort of green thing with a red thing, and it's holding a pole. The, um, you have to zoom in. Yeah, no, it's not any. Is it an olive? Is yes. It, it looks like it's an anthropomorphic olive. It doesn't look like. Oh, I get. It. OK, because behind it is a giant martini glass with an eight ball built into the stem. You know how <laughs> martini glasses have that? It doesn't look like an olive, though. It looks like some sort of like uh, nondescript anthropomorphic frog. But all of this guy's paintings have olives in them. Oh, all of his paintings do. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'll love them. The weird red of red figure is a basic bitch strawberry <laughs> that's like strutting out of the scene with a pearl necklace uh, and a handbag that also looks like it's made out of strawberry. And she's just sort of like, I'm Which is done. Like, like, it's Ugh. like an alligator bag, but it's made out of another strawberry. It's yeah. so barbaric. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a cannibal purse. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, I as if... <laughs> Yeah, she's like Cher in uh, uh, Clueless. She's just like, mm -hmm. as if. <laughs> yes. So that is an actual piece of artwork for sale on the Carnival Glory. Who knows? It could have been sold already. Uh, for real life money <laughs> in an art auction. They, they hold the art auctions in the nightclub on the ship. But not at night during the day when no one's in the nightclub. Yeah. And you know the name of the artist? I do not know the name of the artist. Would but that like, is it. Would you like to know the name of the artist? Yes, please. Michael Ooh. Godard. Ooh. Oh, so he comes from an artistic family. His uh, grandfather was a filmmaker. <laughs> Can you find out how much one of those costs? Okay. Oh, hot item. Hot original. Item. Oh man, this was this website was built in 1995. Maybe. Wow. Okay, well I have a question for you. All the paintings look like that st stupid Rene Magritte one where it's like a shoebox with a glass in it and a giant hair comb. And I will show you more terrible terrible Fine paintings but um, now you don't want to say terrible because you know he has a name and now he has a face yeah i know can you tell me um is he a bad person no <laughs> can you tell me does he deserve it no i went to an event on the boat that they held a couple of times called guess the value of the painting <laughs> and they had a painting and you would write down how much you guessed that it was there's one more thing with the shark i need to say okay go ahead you know how like when you're in junior high or whatever and you do the thing where you like tape your nose up and stuff to make your face look funny? <laughs> it looks like the shark's also done that. <laughs> That's the guy right there. Oh, 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 oh. 
Oh dear God! Wait, is that a photo or a painting? That's a photograph. Oh my God! He looks like <gasps> Nikki Six from the uh, Motley Crue. <laughs> he looks like or Chris Angel, Mind Freak. He looks like Billy Ray Cyrus, but like emo. I don't even know how to describe that. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, kind of. He does have a soul patch. Wow. He's way younger than I thought. That painting. I thought a painting well, by that, that guy was like, me, Don't forget that this uh, website was made in 1997. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was just surprised. Oh, he's I Christian. I do not feel bad about making fun of him anymore <laughs> after seeing that picture. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, my listeners. He's got a bandana and it like he's like crouching. Yeah, dude, he looks like a. Oh, my God. He's got a big chubby cross. I can't believe this guy is a painter and not a rocker. But no, but well, I I can't believe that this guy is a more successful painter than either of us will ever be. But that's because you're a photographer. <laughs> okay, so I went to the Guess the Value of the Artwork event. Um, and this is not the exact artwork that was um, up for guessing, but it is another edition of a similar series. So can you tell me how much you think that this artwork is worth oh i thought you were talking about stag at sharkies that we just saw that's an art joke no, for our smart people out there oh is this a peter max mm-hmm. is this really a peter max print? yes no it's a painting by peter max yes an original i assume so he's kind of like thomas kincaid where you're like i can't believe these actually existed in original form anywhere <laughs> like thomas ori- kincaid also is for sale on the boat well that would be a lot actually an original Thomas Kincaid goes for a lot of money. I know. Well, how much do you think that Peter, Peter Max, Max is worth? Uh. So there's this phrase in this book I really like, uh, the the Confederacy of Dunces, mm-hmm. um, about my dad's alma mater. And by alma mater, I mean the town he was born in, New Orleans. <laughs> um, and the character... Uh, often describes things he doesn't like as absolute abortions. <laughs> oh my God. And I can say that this Peter Max painting of the Statue of Liberty is an absolute abortion. <laughs> oh. And I would guess, uh, how big was it? Very big. It what? was like, is it's extremely vertical. So it's like probably, it was maybe two feet high or extremely three feet vertical. high. But like, I don't know how many inches. It was like probably 50 well, that, inches or more. Okay. So that's like four that's feet. That's four feet, yeah. Four feet. What year? Do you know the year? 2013. Ah. Uh, or similar. I don't remember the exact year, but it was so it's a late, between 2011 a late and 2014. <laughs> Whoa. Don't look up the news while we're in here. <laughs> this just in, Lemmy from Motorhead died. Oh, no. That's the third person. Who were the first two? The first was, well, the first that, was cinematog- that cinematographer that Andre... Haskell Wexler died. Yeah. And then the second was Ellsworth Kelly. And the third is Lemmy. All right, let's have a moment of silence. Guys, that was real. So, um, yeah, we haven't talked about Ellsworth Kelly yet. Maybe we'll get to that. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, Peter Max. I can give you a hint because they gave us a hint. Okay, what was it's the hint? It's between ten and $100,000. Oh, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> my guess is going to be close. What? <laughs> He's de- Michael Goddard has definitely changed his look over the years. Oh, my God. Because uh, in that photo, he looks like John Cryer <laughs> from Three Men and a Baby or whatever. I can't. Two and a half men. I can't look at any more pictures of that guy. Um, I'm going to say 100000 then. 50000 I said 30000 50000 It was 68000 So you were yeah. closer. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a well, late one. I was surprised. But I think... Most of the things on the ship, I mean, was it an oil? Did they say it was an oil? oil? It was an oil. How much? I did, they didn't say. I looked how at it much, with my own eyes. How much is this lovely oil <laughs> by Peter Max? Okay. Also, here's the scenario: we walk up to this. <laughs> I can't say. I can't. I can't describe the painting that way because it's oh. just. It's like an abortion of a phrase. Um, <laughs> We walk up to this Peter Max giant ass Statue of Liberty painting from 2012 or whatever. And I'm like, that's a terrible painting. And then my mom's like, oh, it's Peter Max. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, he was a famous bad artist from the 60s and 70s when those colors were in. But like who? He's but, like Leroy Neiman. But like, but like, like. Like, what artist does my mom know that I don't know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. insane. This just in the bulls no offense, are up by five as we uh, enter the fourth quarter. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's like a, he's like a pop artist in the sense that there's all pop. It's okay, all pop. Okay, so on the boat, so I asked the guys, they, ha- they were not artists, like the guys that are part of the dealer thing. They don't know about art, but they're salesmen, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like to educate people about art and, and people. <laughs> yes. So they're also people with MFAs teaching art classes. I don't sure. know about art, but I like to educate people about art. <laughs> uh, and they said, you know, they were like, which artists do you collect? And I was like, what? So I put I put Eric Wenzel down <laughs> <laughs> on their little sheet. Now I'm going to get an email about do you, <laughs> do you do want you, to sell your paintings on now? And, and do you I paint sharks. I wanted to know so much about this whole mechanism about buying yeah. art on the boat. So I kept trying to ask questions and like, I don't know if they understood. So I'm like, how do they choose the artists to be on the boat? Meaning like were the artists there. Like no, making work on no, the oh no. I wish that would have been worth it. No, I was like, how did they, uh, you know, like where do they find these guys? Is like what I'm trying to say. Right. But then they're like, oh well, it's very hard to get on. Like they thought I was asking because like, oh, I'm an artist. Oh. How do I sell my work on this cruise ship? And I was like, no, you don't understand. I would never sell my art on this cruise ship because that. Even means... though it's the most beautiful place in the world you've ever been. Oh, not the ship. Oh. Well, there were a lot of desserts though. <laughs> Uh, so maybe this would be a good place for a Wayne Tebow painting. <laughs> I wish. Actually, they, that's like a perfect example because that's like a pretty good painting mm-hmm. that the people on the ship would like. You could probably that if you purchased would actually be a good investment, like a good part of your collection. 
Yeah, but they wouldn't sell real Wayne Tebow painting. They would probably have like a crappy print that's like ten thousand dollars. Well, but they did have. But they could do that. But they could do that, and that would be so much better. Like mm-hmm. with the money and this. I, okay, I this think is that why Peter I think Max, it's like though, is so... a totally appropriate pick for them. Yeah, I mean, he's super populist, and it's also probably a bunch of baby boomers on the boat. Yeah, they can afford. Right, uh, and, a neon, and I think pink, blue, lavender. <laughs> In terms of chartreuse, in terms of the artists on the boat, Peter Max, he was like probably was the most, the most famous and probably like the least. I mean, the paintings were really bad, but at least at least you could say that you own something from someone who was like a real artist and not like that guy that is like Billy Bob Thornton circa, you know, like 1991 or something. I think he's more like Chris Gaines. <laughs> I don't know who he's like, but I'm just saying, like, you know what I the, the, like the problem or I he's have playing with a this, rock star on like a criminal intent. The problem I have with this is that I feel I don't have a problem with people wanting to put ugly art in their house. I have a problem with people being tra- charging, being lost at sea with <laughs> <laughs> that. Yes. No, but people charging hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars for the shittiest art ever made because they, because the, because people are afraid of art. (laughs) I'm definitely afraid of that painting. Especially middle American Mm -hmm. baby boomers that are Mm -hmm. on the cruise. And these people are like masquerading as, as art aficionados and art historians and people who can explain art to you, but they're, I think they're, I don't know if it's intentional. They're being misleading. And then people are dropping a serious amount of cash when they could probably buy a Wayne Teabod and like, at least they could sell that if they didn't like it anymore. You will never be able to sell. Right. Whatever sharks playing pool. (laughs) painting you bought here i'll show you another how well i don't know we'll have to look up the auction records of wayne tebow because uh, I, I think those, i, I, I think actually love goes for i quite love a bit. Him. an actual painting of his would go for quite a bit well there was well, expo one on year the there was like just one little cake yeah <laughs> it was oh, like a awesome. little painting of just one slice of cake and i was like oh i can just get just that one and they're like that's fifty thousand dollars <laughs> i mean maybe but uh, it also depends on the year, because that's the other thing about the Peter Max they're picking is like Peter Max near death. Or well, that's pretty <laughs> morbid. I know what you well, mean. Well, no, I this. think he died. Right, in like if you buy a Peter Max from the sixties, that's like complete. Oh, he died. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, they. I mean, they seem to be implying that he had not died. Oh. Um. All right. So after you get those, after you pull those auction records, um, can you can you? Uh, uh, you're you're like our uh, here's another here's Can another pull, painting uh, Peter that... Max's birth slash death date. Wayne Tebow sold three paintings in the last three years for between four and six million dollars. Oh shit! Were those ones from the '60s or like new ones? What big? How big were they though? Uh, one was forty-eight by sixty inches. Oh, see, that's fucking huge. We need a little piece of cake. <laughs> one was forty-eight by thirty-six inches. One was 72 by 36 inches. Yeah, those are all really big. What were the years on those? Uh, Let's see here. One called The Rack. Let's see. 
But even I think even if you if you have between ten and thirty thousand dollars, the rack was painted in nineteen sixty nine. Okay, that's why those went for that much because those are like vintage. Yeah, those are but, cherry Tebow paintings <laughs> with a cherry on top. Um, yeah, that's why um, it's not just the size of those; it's the the year, right? And I just or it's more than the it's Peter actually, Max is still alive. Yeah, what? Exactly. Born 1937 in Berlin. Whoa. So his name is Peter Max. That's actually true. He was born Peter Max Finkelstein. <laughs> oh, man. I am Peter Max. <laughs> um. No, but what I'm saying about the Tebow. But if you have between ten and thirty thousand dollars, let's it's say, not, it's not art like by the you fruit. Could buy like, it's not art by the fruit yes, by the foot. I know. Well, actually, emerging art is by the foot. Right, but a Tebow painting is more. It's more valuable if you're getting it during the '60s, right? Than the size of it. You would rather have a small, good Tebow from the '60s. Than, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but okay. You know, as you said before, painting's not the only kind of art, and you could buy Did they have video art there. No, no. Did they, they have performances? No. <laughs> yeah, you I buy? would like to see the shark, the shark painting, like equivalent of like a performance piece <laughs> that you could buy. I don't even know what that would be like. I can't even like. But just wait a little bit, and Marina Veronik will show you. I'm sure. Um, you could buy a museum quality photograph for. $30,000. What do you mean by museum quality? Because I feel like that's you something buy, they tell you on... You could buy the equivalent of a T-Bod 60s big painting. Like, you mm -hmm. could buy... You could buy, like, an Ansel Adams photograph or, like, a... Like a... Cartier-Bresson or something for $30,000. Mm -hmm. You could buy a top-of-the-line, extremely famous photograph from the turn of the century... For that, you know what I'm saying, like, like the uh, the like you could like buy the, an important piece of art that uh -huh. you would maybe see in a museum for that much money, but you're not you're throwing it away on like the kitschiest crap that there ever was, and it makes me so sad. But that's but those people don't want fucking Henry Cartier Bresson. They want, but maybe they would like. Maybe they would like it. Uh, but okay. But I think that Cardi Bresson is a fairly low bar. Like, like baby boomers like him. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but People would baby boomers like, buy that? I don't know. Their taste. Their taste lies with Peter Max and mm -hmm. surrealism. Can we look at that shark painting? That's pure surrealism right there. That's true. That's why surrealism is so popular in base. But I like surrealism, but not like, you know. But how do you know it's good? I mean, when like every well, like, this uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently one of the artists says that he's created a new movement and it's called absurdism or something. And I hear I'll show you an absurdist painting. <laughs> how do they create movements? Uh, you just declare it, I think. It In actuality, like a critic was, has to name you. It just sounds like when I was 19 and I was trying to make up an art movement so I could. Yeah, I did that when I was 19, too. What was your art movement? Neo-surrealism. Oh. <laughs> Is this Michael Cheval? I don't know. I don't know any of the artist's names. I didn't bother to look it up. Hashtag respect. 
can you describe that painting for us? No. <laughs> My yes. guess is yes. Yes, that is. that is him. That I saw that painting. And by that painting, it was probably a. I would think it was a print. inkjet print yep. on canvas, stretched. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh. Oh yeah, now I can see the the layout, the salon style. Looks like it looks like the hang at the Degenerate Art Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually in like in the foyer by the, the elevator. Foyer of the, the Lido foyer. deck. By the elevators, they had like a little taste, so you could just see it. There's like, there's like sixteen spotlights at the bottom pointed up at it, because <laughs> it's art. Um, so the painting you have, it's an autumn wood. Uh, at either dusk or dawn, it's misty. Uh, and it's like totally Alice in Wonderland. Um, speaking of the Renaissance, it looks like a Renaissance style dress. This uh, girlish woman or womanish girl. Um, and she's looking at the falling leaves with her hands out and they're, you know, delicately falling. And then her dress opens her up. Hands? Huh? Her hands? Or, I'm sorry. She's looking up at the leaves falling, and her hands are out, kind of delicately, wondering uh, if they'll. Land. Her hands aren't delicately falling. Good. Okay. No, but the bizarre part is that her dress parts, and then she's in there. Another version of her is in there peeking out, with a uh, a carnivale style mask, or a mask mask in that a mask ball mask. <laughs> And then inside that dress is another one of her, and then inside that dress is another one of her. She's like her. a real-life Russian nesting doll. The bottom one, her hands are crossed like she's holding it to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it makes me think of children's book illustrations, like one of those books where uh, when you're like, I don't know. Like when I got this Peter Pan book where it was like the unabridged Peter Pan and there'd be like four pages of like real text and then like one painting based on it. And you were just like dying, dying as you read through text, just trying to get to a nice painting. <laughs> so they're like, they're like, we're up in it. We're you. upping, we're upping this a bit. So the text is going to be the real deal. It's not going to be dumbed down for kids. And then, but also the paintings are going to be serious paintings. Oh, I, like I had a, I had a storybook or two like that. My favorite book when I was a kid was called The King's Equal. It's an amazing book um, and had really, really good illustrations. And actually, my second favorite book is Hecate Peg. And that also had really good illustrations. Um, shout out if you've ever heard of those books. Okay. I'm sorry I wasn't listening. <laughs> I know. I guessed it. The actually, King's Equal. Uh, yeah. Is that like the, like the Prince and the Pauper? Um, no. It's about this prince that does a bunch of poppers and then goes on a rampage. Um, I guess I was surprised by these images you're showing me because I thought they would be like really safe, like hotel art, like a print of pastels of like a loaf of bread and fruit or something. Mm -hmm. But these are all like dark images. But I think they're also like wacky and I feel mm -hmm. like maybe that's like 
what the carnival cruise goer thinks of themselves as someone who yeah. likes stuff that's a little weird. Yeah. Um. And wacky. Yeah, wacky. You know, like a sexy strawberry. Yeah, but I don't think of a car a carnival cruise goer. I just think they're they're just on a prepackaged vacation <laughs> that is indeed true but it's all it's about having bet- fun it's like yeah it, you know it's not necessarily about like relaxing i mean it, you do relax on the beach and stuff but it's more like they're trying to hype you up all the time to do like mm-hmm. crazy and embarrassing things like they always want you to do like like if they always want like audience participation and Ugh. then cruise director michael be like oh, i want to see he's british oh, i want to see the craziest thing i've like never the, seen the before speed bullet guy or whatever the magic bullet guy <laughs> imagine if you could make quesadillas <laughs> with a magic bullet i don't know he'd be like it's another beautiful day here about board the carnival glory and then he'd be like, I want to see the craziest, most out there thing that anyone can do. And then everyone would be like, woo! And like their video's up on the giant screen, so they have to act crazy or, you know, they'll be, like, shamed by social pressure. But it's not crazy. It's like a at a Bulls game where you're on the camera and then you just yeah. kind of dance. Yeah. Like no one takes their pants off or something. Or no. Like well, they all took their shirts off. They, they had a, a hairy chest competition oh, God. where all these guys like fat guys like were like blah 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 and then they took their shirts off and then these women had to like fondle them and like smack their butts and stuff in front of everyone in broad daylight <laughs> it sounds very american yeah it sounds very... it's like so american yeah very well, american this is the the thing is people that collect art wouldn't go on a carnival cruise I did. And I put your name in the things. <laughs> right. But what I'm, but it's, you're like, well, these people, if they had $30,000, they could buy whatever. And it's like, but, but I they, think... it's not, they're not because if they were, they wouldn't be on the carnival cruise. They would be at art Basel or art Basel, Miami beach buying something or that's the whole point of art Basel, Miami beach. It's like the place where those two things collide into like an explosion. So if you like, yeah. if you love those margaritas with two Corona's stuck in them, but you also mm-hmm. like, you know, Wayne T bought, then you like go to art Basel, Miami beach and you like yeah. do Coke off of a hooker, like at the same time as you're buying an Ansel Adams. Right. You've got an interesting fantasy world. <laughs> I've never been to Art Basel, Miami Beach. It, they usually have newer art than Ansel Adams prints. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Uh, off of You could buy a Jeff Koons. You could do coke yeah. off of Jeff Koons while buying a Charles You couldn't Ray. get a Jeff Koons for 30000 Maybe his puppy uh, no. flower pot. I don't think you could get any Jeff Koons for 30000 you couldn't pay me 30000 to buy a Jeff Koons. You, <laughs> I want to make that. I wish that I could make that bet. Listeners, if any of you are high value collectors and you want to offer Eric $30,000 to take a Jeff Koons, I would really like to see that. Um, that would be amazing. Um, no, but, I, but the other thing is like. Okay, let's put value aside here, because, like a resale value or like investment. <laughs> let's put value aside here and talk about the auctions. No. But what I'm saying is, if you had $30,000, you could take that and buy work from an emerging artist that maybe will have little or no resale value similar to the terrible painting that you bought, the terrible inkjet print that you bought. So therefore, you've ship. just proved that... Uh, but it could be 
better art. But that's your taste. Oh, I, know. I found the crux. <laughs> well, uh-oh. There's the rub. Uh, Some people like uh, sharks playing poker, poker or pool. But, but that should cost like $15 is what I'm saying. Why? Because it's terrible. But it's capitalism if they can get $500 or $2,000 for it. I guess, but I feel like these people are like a, a captive audience and, they, and they're and they like being manipulated. Yeah. Oh, I have a auction update for you all right uh-huh. dom perignon balloon venus a polyurethane resin sculpture 13 7 eighths inches high sold at sotheby's on november 12th of this year for between 20 and twenty-five thousand dollars. oh is this a jeff coons it is a jeff coons oh that's like so a perfectly a respectable one. jeff coons too though that's like you would reckon you would walk by that and be like hey look this guy got the Jeff Coons. This guy got the Jeff Coons. Can you believe it? So am I just being am I just being a snob? Yeah, but you're totally in the right. <laughs> but I mean, you're being a snob. I just don't. I mean, I like. Do you want to start like a fund to like rescue these people from? <laughs> yes. The, well, like, I okay. So they have an art history class on the ships to okay. like teach you about art because art okay. is terrifying. But if they teach yeah. you about it, then maybe you'll think it's great, and maybe you'll drop thirty thousand dollars on the cruise ship on it. Um. So I went to the art history class, and I was the only one that came. <laughs> oh, see, there you go, life. And uh, then I had to. That's cute. I wish I had the the uh. Andre just found a cute picture of what the Jeff Koons looks like in real life, and it's kind of cute. It looks like a pink blob. Oh, the uh, the sculpture was actually made for Dom Perignon. Like for the champagne, or for the person that owns it, like the Dom, <laughs> like himself. Dom, like Dominic Perignon. <laughs> <laughs> he, they're made to order for twenty grand each. The sculptures, and they come with a bottle of Dom Perignon. How much is a bottle of Don Marion worth? Um, listeners, if any of you want to pay Eric $30,000, a.k.a. $10,000, because the sculpture costs 20000 I will drink the champagne while he eats his words and takes the sculpture and the money. So if any of you want to do that, that would be great. Also, free rock. Also, we'll throw in the rock. We will throw in the rock that we found outside the studio. Also, we will th- dig up Eric's pet rock from his childhood and send no, that to you as well. No, that's desecration. The bottle of wine, uh, the Dom Perignon 2003, uh, usually sells champagne. It is. For $159.99. Hmm. That's a pretty good bonus. It's basically, I mean, that's not real Jeff Koons. That's like... The difference between... There's like Target Jeff Koons. Exactly. It's like his puppy vase. It's an addition. It's small. It's it's for a, a rich clientele, but not the kind of clientele that buys the giant It's for the, It's for the, the nouveau riche among you. <laughs> the new money. We old money only buy real Jeff Koons. No, it's a, it's a price point. It's not about old or new money. It's about... Uh, People that are rich that want to say they own a Jeff Koons, but they don't want to pay for like a f- you know a full sculpture. That's a it's a small addition. It's like a it's like I was saying before the difference between a Wayne Tebow painting from 1968 and 
you know, an edition of 300 from the 80s. Would you really not want a Jeff Koons? Yeah. I don't believe like you. Like any Jeff Koons? Yeah. Like someone just so is going to give worth, it to you. could be worth more than 30000 Like, so I'm the Art Institute. <laughs> and they're like, I want to bequeath this Jeff Koons to you. We were going to give it to the to the the new contemporary wing. No, whatever. but you're you still though in this yeah. scenario. So do I have the same apartment? I guess I could sell. Could I sell it like right away? Sure. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't outright refuse it because you I'd could probably sell pick it. one of the paintings. I like the paintings. I mean, there are some Jeff Koons that I don't hate, as per the title of this podcast. Yeah, I would probably pick the Plato painting. And I painting. actually I like the, the Plato painting. The mirror painting that was bequeathed to the Art Institute is one of them. I do not. I do not hate that Jeff Koons. It's pretty good. The gross Baroque mirror bullshit. Yeah. Oh was, God. I like that's it. That's like bad <laughs> coons at his I worst. Like it, you oh, guys. it's terrible. I kind of like it. <laughs> Why? What do you like about it? It's pretty. Oh come on, defend it. Critique. It's. I can see myself in it, and I'm so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it, I just said, "Wow!" I just. You sound like one of these collectors you're deriding. Uh, it was just really cool. When I saw looking. it, like we just, I said, wow. And I was like, Rod, we have to get this. Do you know the story and of this too? Um, he took a shit and it's the silhouette of it. No, he, um, he made one and uh, Stefan Edlis bought it. And then I, something was wrong with it or some, I don't remember the exact thing, but they made a second one and they were like, oh, I'll like replace this one because, uh, you know, we have the newer version and it's better. So they sent it to him and he was like, no, I like the original better. It, it looks better. And so then he asked Jeff Koons if he could destroy the new one and they did. Nice. So that's the kind of collector you got to be. None of this <laughs> edition of Don Perignon. Jeff yeah. Coons. You got to be able to ask Jeff Coons if you can smash a Jeff Coons. That's how rich you want to be. Yeah, or like cards, cards Against Humanity. Have you heard this? What? Yes, I have heard it. Well, not of it, but they're recent. Yes, I have heard the whole shebang. Well. You get to tell me that I can't talk about stuff because... I don't want to dignify. You don't want to dignify it with uh, a response, and I kind of don't want to dignify that with a response. The dis- the destroy a Picasso or not? Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> All I can say is that I have a friend who's a backer of the Hanukkah thing, uh-huh. and if they destroy that shit, he better give that to me. Are you kidding me? I want a piece of it. You want a piece of this? No, I think it's I think it's really interesting, but it's also like a super old idea because there's this guy bill drummond who was uh in this band called the klf and they uh had some success in the early 90s and they earned money as like producers and stuff like that and so one of the things they did was they ostensibly burned a million pounds uh, and they just made a video of them like in a fire sort of like one of those video fireplaces um just throwing the money in it mm-hmm. slowly over a couple hours uh, but he did another thing where he bought a Richard Long photo of this walk he did in Iceland, I believe. Um, and he did he did the same. He did a similar thing. Um, so it, he cut it up into 
40,000 pieces because he paid $40,000 for the photograph. And then you could buy this like almost fingernail size portion of the photograph. But okay. My problem with this is not the destruction of the picture. It's that everyone who is talking about it is stupid. Uh. Um, now there's a vote and yes. in the event that the uh, the painting does not get destroyed, it gets sent to the Art Institute of Chicago. Theoretically. Which I feel like they might turn down because it's kind of a minor linoleum print, so it might well, not okay, be Well, okay, so the problem much. is that the people who want to destroy it say that they should destroy it because it's an addition of 50. It's a lino cut. Uh-huh. And therefore, it's not really done by Picasso. It's like, they're like, oh, well, it's like an addition. So it's like, it's not like an original. Well, it's <laughs> and I'm not. like, yeah, but that's not, that's not the same thing. Is What do you mean? It's like, not, no, you're right. It's not the same thing. One is like a drawing by hand. The other is an addition of 50. So it's different. But 50 isn't that much for an addition. No. And but it is a lino different. cut, each print is different. Mm, yeah. And the lino cut was made by hand. Yeah. But that's sort of one thing. The second thing is people are like, well, that's a fugly drawing, so yeah. you should rip it up. Because the only reason why it's valuable is because Picasso made it. But it's yeah. a piece of shit drawing. I mean, it's kind of average looking. Exactly. I think it's a very, it's a very late, very minor work of Picasso in an edition of 50 so it was not that expensive for them to buy do I think it would be a crime against humanity if they destroyed it no I don't think that I think it would I don't be, think I would that totally those things vote to outright, destroy it I think that would be an interesting experience but I, I don't think that those things outright make it worth just make it like that you should destroy it because who the fuck cares you know like no, I, I would destroy think... it because I care. And I right. think that would be like, but it, the people I feel who... like how God feels when he holds a gun. <laughs> but the people who want to destroy it, they, okay, their their question is not, what is the value of art? What does it mean for 150,000 people to receive a piece of art? What does it mean that they used that money to do something potentially destructive but also creative? Nobody's mm -hmm. asking those questions. They're saying we are. are this is a social experiment. Are people mm -hmm. assholes or are they altruistic? But that is so stupid because that's not the that's not what's actually at play, first of all. And second of all, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but can but can you just drop off a, a Lino cut like a baby on a doorstep at a museum like that's not how accessions happen so it's no, not actually altruism so I don't no that's how don anonymous donors work though they put money on the doorstep <laughs> at night you put it in a basket with like a little blanket around it it's like Harry Potter well no but it's and altruism they... in the sense that they have voted to not destroy the artwork don't they put it in the lion's mouth in front of the building <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, but it's altruistic well even well if then they don't everyone on Reddit donate. is like oh but like don't even bother giving it to the museum like they'll just put it in storage probably. And I'm like, it's a work on paper, so it can only be shown up to three months a year. And then, but they're right. It will just be put in storage. 
Right, but they but they're saying that as like an institutional critique or something, and oh. it's like no, that's how it works on paperwork. But if you'd like to make yeah. an appointment to go see it, you could. I think have you them should... pull it from the archives for you, but like you can't just put it up and be like, this drawing is now on In view next to American Gothic. It's like that's not how it works on paperwork. Well, yeah, because he's not an American artist, so it would be an very challenge. that would be so. He never went to America. No. no. Um. I you like the idea, that? though. Picasso you... never went to America. No. I like the idea, though, of you going on Reddit and fucking setting <laughs> shit straight. <laughs> well, this is my hugest problem because Reddit is terrible at art. Yeah. And well, I like having, Reddit that's... and I like art and like those things do not mix. That is oil and water. So like everyone keeps being not like. oil on canvas. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is not linseed oil. <laughs> it is not turpenoid. I'm just telling you it is not turpenoid and oil. Okay. So but like what I'm saying is that everyone's like everyone all the assholes on Reddit say that they should rip it up because it sucks. And yeah, I'm but like, those no. people on Reddit, did they are those the people that paid the money? No, it was the the cards against humanity people. Yeah. No, I mean no, the people I that expect were the- there's probably a lot of overlap between people who decided to buy a gag gift from Cards Against Humanity <laughs> and the people who spend too much time on Reddit. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's accurate. Um, also, they're saying that this is about Hanukkah, but Hanukkah ended two weeks ago. And I love you, friends, because I know that you're caring about me because you care about me as a person and you know my love for the Jewish faith. But if I say Merry Christmas to you on Christmas Day, you're allowed to say Merry Christmas back. You don't have to say Happy Hanukkah because Hanukkah ended two weeks ago. And you don't have to say happy holidays because there's only one holiday because it is the holiday of Christmas. No, there's two holidays, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, but on Christmas Day, you don't have to say happy Uh, holidays. I just started saying no offense this year because I don't want to piss off Christians for being too worldly. Um, But the Hanukkah pack, my friends had that before or during the time of Hanukkah when they had their Christmas party. Actually, they had their Cards Against Humanity party, but it was during Hanukkah. Wait, they had a specific Cards Against Humanity party? Yeah, it turned into a holiday party. I don't know. They were just like, come oh, over, well, most of it. my holiday parties I have turned into Cards Against Humanity parties, but not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a great idea. I don't think you, yeah, you shouldn't rely on Reddit as your. <laughs> I certainly don't. Art or cultural criticism or as any kind of moral compass. Uh. If you like art, if you're a listener to this podcast and you like art and the internet, which hopefully that's how you found this podcast, um, if you could go on Reddit and be less stupid about art at them, that would be so helpful to me because I'm only one man and I can't do it all. I'm a man on Reddit because everyone assumes that you're a man on Reddit. No, everyone assumes you're a dog on the internet. Or wait. Er, no, no, no one knows you're a dog on the internet. Everyone, right. there's no women on the internet. Oh. Especially on Jezebel. Woof. <laughs> That was an internet doc. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm totally, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I think it can do the things you're saying that it it is doing that no one's saying it's doing. I read an article about it. That article was on the internet, but <laughs> it did have things to say. Uh, well, then some, some, I think it was Vox or something was like, well, that's not going far enough. You should destroy the Demoiselle d'Avignon, which, as you know, is my favorite painting. And mm-hmm. so I was like, no, but like. They won't actually do that. It was, I read ISIS the whole. Wins. 
I read the whole article and it was sarcastic. It was sarcastic, basically. No, I think they were like, "Wow, what a great idea!" Cards Against Humanity, bunch of jerks. No, I think it is. Why stop there? Well, no, I mean, I think on the one hand, it is an interesting idea. The reason why I brought up Bill Drummond and what he did is that, uh, like most things that seem edgy in popular culture, uh, someone did it as art at least twenty years before. Yeah. Well, then um, there's all those erased. There's uh, yeah, the erased de Kooning. Yeah. There's just the one. You're like, there's all those erased de Koonings but people did. A, well, then there was the brothers Chapman, which you talked about, and the Goyas. I just can't handle that you call them the brothers Chapman. <laughs> Isn't that what they're called? No, the Chapman. Brothers? They're called the Chapman brothers. That's the same thing. And they don't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or Jake like, and Dinos Chapman. I like my version. Um, the Bulls did just beat the Toronto Raptors, so Drake's not so doing so rawr. well tonight. <laughs> um, I saw I saw Jurassic Park for the first time this weekend. Is this your year in review section now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was two thumbs up, you guys. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but you should see it. The dinosaurs. Who let the dinos out? <laughs> right. Who? 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 It was Newman. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, they could have gone further, but I don't know. It's an interesting thing. No, no, not that they could have gone further, but I just think the the reason the race to Kooning is interesting, but this is not done as art. This is done as, haha, people are assholes. Yeah, but the thing is, that's one of the rules of contemporary art, though, is that even if it's not done as art, if it behaves as art, it's art. You don't get to say it's art or not. That's true. I guess I was looking at my uncle's pictures so from I'd say this cruise, is, and this is, some of them were art. And yeah. I was like, whoa. And, I, and they this, were like the ones that your family would delete because they'd be like, oh, God, that looks terrible. Um, can I, I was, ask a question? Mm-hmm. How far back would your grandfather have to stand from a uh, painting that you saw on the cruise in order to take a photograph of it where the photograph becomes art. How far away? First of all, it was my uncle, but um, the, there's no distance. You, I mean, I do not think any of the photographs I took of the bad art are art because they were just me being like, look at that thing. And I know that Eric thinks that all photographies look at that thing, but um, I think a, a photograph. It's an act of pointing. It's pointing <laughs> and looking. Is there a value for X where X is equal to the distance between the person taking the photograph and the work on display where the photograph becomes a work? Yeah, as you get further uh, yeah. away, you get closer towards the uh, prime subjectivity. Art is art and is the magical part that happens. It, art is just like the equal sign, and then like something happens. No, he's right. Art. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it, uh, it's like when you're drafting behind a vehicle, and at some point you get too close to it. But the closer you get, the more efficient your engine is. But then you get way too close, and then you have to keep pumping the brakes. Or so like a sweet if you're spot. if you're in a peloton, um, but then somebody crashes, then everybody crashes. What? I you always say things without explaining to me what they are. So I wanted to do it. Yeah, to you. do it. All right. What it's is where it? bikes draft each other in oh, like yeah. a big group. Oh yeah. You know, like in the moving breaking away. Have you seen that movie? No. Is it about bikers? 
Bicyclers? Yeah. You that's an amazing movie. Is it like Premium Rush? No. <laughs> it's like Paper Chase by Verbikes. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> No, what I was saying is uh yeah, the further you move away from your subject, at a certain point you get objectivity because you you attain an objective distance from your subject. <laughs> And that's what it's art. But if you keep moving further away, then you're too detached. Yeah. You have to be, you can't be detached. You have to be invested. He was, ba- well, I think Andre also might have been asking, could your uncle taken an interesting photo of that P- painting situation? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes I have in mind, like someone will be like, we need a picture of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, I bet I could take it from this angle or I could try this. Like things that you could try to make something maybe not make something art but make something artsy or make something a picture of something that many people take a picture of that is the kind of picture that people haven't seen before and you have ideas about that sometimes I can't think right now without like being in that situation a picture of this art that you could take that would be something you haven't seen before like an interesting picture of it but I bet I could try I don't know that that strawberry lady is pretty hilarious, <laughs> but it, the, <laughs> I don't think the picture I took of it is art. No. Um. So what's your conclusion? I guess I'm just an ivory tower, Marxist? overeducated snob. But I, but I, I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's sad. like I don't know who to place the blame on because I don't think the blame. Is the people buying it? I don't think the blame is even... Maybe it's the people making such terrible art, but not even no. really. No, it's clearly the people selling it. But it's not the people selling it. It's not like the salesman on the ship. I th- it's like whoever owns the gallery or something. So is this the same argument about capitalism where you're like, you're not mad at the person being paid minimum wage to be manning the phones for customer service? Yeah. You're mad at the institution of the bank? Yeah, but I but who do I get mad at? Like who should I who should I yell at? Who should I ask for a refund? I don't know. I think this is more like like that that song story about Jesus where the person's somehow finds themselves in the crowd taking him to be crucified. Oh god. <laughs> and then they're like they're like you know, what are you doing? Don't do that to Jesus. <laughs> and they're uh, like, you know, and they're uh, like, and they threw rocks at him and they spit on him, you know, and it's this like kind of song. And then they look down and then there's a rock in their hand and they're like, fuck. But you know, what? I'm that person. You know what? Jesus would forgive them anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. You're like that. You're part of the problem, I guess. Well, that's why like, I was like, maybe I should apply for a job at this place instead of everyone straight while I'm on the boat. No, you totally get fired. I probably would. Um, well, yeah, one of the guys I talked to, I was like, how did you find this job? He's like, well, I graduated from art school and I Googled art jobs and this one popped up. And now I've been working here for three years. Wow. How Did he say how much he gets paid? No. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask. Art job. So that guy does know about art. He at least a knew little bit. at least a little bit. Although he like wanted to have like a whole argument with me. He was like, this is the history of all of the art of the world from like Neolithic times. They started with the Venus of Willendorf, which I people were like, 
like one of the guys was like trying to allude to the Venus of Willendorf, and I'm like, yeah, like the Venus of Willendorf, and he was like, oh, yes, and then which and then... was the inspiration for the uh, balloon Venus Dom Perignon. Hey. Wait, really? Yes, it was. Oh God, that makes me angry because I fucking love the Venus of Willendorf, and Jeff Koons can get her hands off of her. He okay, can get her hands off of her. Whatever. Whose <laughs> um, hands? <laughs> you know, Don Perion. Whatever. Anyway, you could tell they were like so impressed because you could tell that probably yeah. the only thing they knew about art was from that same art history slideshow that I saw later in the cruise. So then you guys realized that you guys had the same background in art survey. Right. Exactly. Ancient to modern and then uh, so, modern to contemporary. No, except. He he did ancient to modern, and then he was like, and then pop art, and then that was it. And I was like, well, it wasn't really, you know, it. Like, there was some stuff after that. And he was like, no, that was pretty much, like, the last important thing that ever happened. And I was like, well, what about, like, conceptual art? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, pretty much everything after the 60s was, like, derivative. <laughs> And, and you're like, like, what about the pictures generation? Because like I was pretending to just, I just really wanted to be polite to them because that's how yeah. you get information out of people. So I didn't want to be like, listen, we both know this is bullshit. Like I didn't want to be like rude. So I, I politely sat there. I didn't say like, I'm an art historian and I know that all this is anyway. And, and he did not say anything um, that well, wasn't think- factual. Like all, all the stuff he talked about, about the art was true. Um, so I, I was like, you were so upset because you saw a little of yourself in these people, like where nobody around you cares at all about art and you're just trying to get them to care. Yeah. And then you, you know, you have this understanding of art history, but there's always someone who knows more about art history that's waiting to spring on you. That's maybe, but I tried not to spring on him. But then at the Uh end I was like, but you know, like you studied art, like, you know, there's more stuff in the 20th century than just pop art. And he like would not concede that point. He was like, no, no, no. It's like, that was the important part. It was pretty intense. Well, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's interesting. But I, I tried good. Wait, no, you didn't. You said you didn't do, you said you wanted to be polite. So you didn't try. Well, I was like, well, you know, like maybe like conceptual art. And then there was like oh, minimalism. Yeah. Mis- minimalism. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a portion of the interview? Yes. Yes. I would like to play the interview because now that I've told you all this stuff, Eric is going to think it's so funny. <laughs> but I don't know um, if this is worth putting in the podcast at this point because I've said a lot of the points that I thought about the things that he said. Okay. So we could play it, and then if we come up with anything funny, we can. This will we can edit out, and we, like we can. You can talk over it if you want. You are being yeah. recorded on a separate track. Yeah, but I don't. Okay, <laughs> like I don't know if we want to allude too specifically to it because I don't really want to play the audio. Yeah, you have, you have complete be... control over the whole thing, and all the audio tracks are separated from each other, okay. so you can. Because I really do. You can I, keep or not keep anything. Why can't you want. we just mask his voice so he's like? We can even turn his voice super high, so he sounds <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. Hello. <laughs> well, just play it because Eric. Pop art, the only important art. Do you want to start it from the very beginning? Yeah, it's the end of the lecture, so you can hear what he's saying about pop art. Let's go ahead. So we have over here Justin Jones, and that is American flag. 
Uh, so obviously, I'm making fun of him being a non-native English speaker. Oh. Every Jeez. day in our uh, reality, and they would put them on the canvas, and they would uh, make us look at these works, of, uh, those objects, with absolutely brand new perspective. Let's go ahead. Uh, Roy Lichtenstein, hopeless, and his works of art is everything about, like, basically they're comic looking like, right? But uh, there's the title of the episode. I, I love his works of art. I absolutely love Lichtenstein. Right, let's go ahead. Of course, we have Andy Warhol. He's a king of pop art. And then the pop art actually appeared not in the United States, in Great Britain, but then it moved to the United States. I was States like, yeah, that's true. Nice. Good good yeah, for you for knowing that. Something absolutely <laughs> yeah. new by Andy Warhol and Lichtenstein. Um, over here we have Merlin. And uh, obviously, one of the first. Did he say Merlin? Merlin. Uh, oh. Right? They made like this huge well, I don't know. deal with the Campbells of Cans. Then Merlin came. And, um, did you of course, <laughs> did I, I, you know I'm pretty sure that, that you um, don't have to once you're in international Martin, waters you can teach uh, well, art history any way you want? Of Cats, <laughs> I wanted he wanted to tell us that Campbell's of Cats is a mass culture, the same Marilyn Monroe. She's a mass culture uh, used and overused object, right? That was everywhere at this time. For sure, that yeah, was actually a good point. And of course, we have Peter Max, Peter Max, and his works of art that is a celebrating of love and life. Uh, they say if uh, Beatles they uh, they created the soundtrack of 60s, he painted the landscape of 60s. So we have as well some works of art by Peter Max over here. Uh, his works, we, have, we know the patriotic and non-patriotic works of art. Let's go ahead. That's it. <laughs> 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 well, that's why his lecture ends at the paintings that are in the well, room. That's good, that's good so lecturing. Guess, um, my question is, where do you see the works here that you have available here, where do you think they're fitting in in terms of what came after pop art and well take a look basically a lot, of, a lot of works a lot of works that is a combination of different styles so so far i think it's so hard to start something new because everything was used and overused in 20th century we have one artist who actually started something you know, i don't have his work of art over here right now it's postmodern cartoon expressionism they consider it as a new art movement mm -hmm. but so far it's kind of really really rare that something new happens like the artist over here uh, so that is a surrealism and mm -hmm. he is considered to be surrealist although he calls him his uh, that that is a new art movement of absurdism though still it's it's a surrealism um, I like how he's like but really it's surreal yeah. so right now something new it's really hard to start something new I mean, there are a lot He's of right about that, that too. With like um, conceptual art. Well, conceptual art, yeah. I mean, uh, right now, basically. Minimalism uh, and then post minimalism in the 70s and 80s. And well, so certainly. Yeah. Yeah, the old art as well. Right now, you know. Oh, he like, threw an um, op art. There are so many things that you can do, and you can say that that is art, and say that that is something brand new, you know, that hasn't been done before, yeah. But uh, we were going basically through the most important important movements that are considered as the not going into details of all the sub sub movements etc 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 because there were a lot of others of course of course right. a lot of others right so if we would go there was an art deco etc etc and this as well uh, the op art and installation art etc 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 he knows his isms short, his ists installate <laughs> his shuns. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about the works that are here, and I guess, um, I don't know, thinking about... There's your pile of chalk and mirrors, man. Or, like, what the legacy is that they're what do you mean? having. 
I mean, this totally makes me want to be like a hack earth artist. Maybe replicating older styles of art. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Well, take a look. Uh, let's be. This is like a Wes Better Anderson friend. movie. We're having this conversation in front of a shark. Gallery. Right. Uh, that is not an art center. Right. Because if we would present Wait, some works of art that is something like Go brand back, new, you know, new ideas, etc., people won't understand that they won't buy. Oh, is that the ship's engines? Right. Uh, this is not an art center. That they're maybe replicating older styles of art. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, take a look. Uh, let's, be, mm, let's be frank enough. Mm -hmm. We work as an art gallery. Right. Uh, this is not an art center. Right. Because if we would present some works of art that is something like brand new, you know, the new ideas, etc., people won't understand that they won't buy. People understand something that they've seen before, you know, or something that replicates the old artists or masters or just goes and uses the same ideas. Mm -hmm. That is understandable. This is as well kind of um, a part of the business. But at the same time, we have as well the masters like we have uh, Ertes, we have. Well, on the other ships, we have as well etchings by Picasso, right? We have. Oh, that would suck. Uh, You're like, I'm not on the Picasso oh, boat. Yes, yes. Rembrandt. Yeah, so Norman Rockwell somewhere over. Yeah. 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 Norman Rockwell. It's not as well. an original Norman Rockwell, but I was trying to yeah. be nice. Well, uh, Peter Max. Was it a print? Basically, probably the biggest. It was a, it was a right print on the rise by the estate, yeah. made in 2014. He didn't. So if that anyone. got destroyed, it wouldn't yeah. be sad. Although, well. <laughs> You have some fauvism well, going on there. No, obviously. But going on. It's some fauvism I'm going on. Expressing uh, emotions through the colors. Yeah. Like a wild beast. Well, how did you get involved with doing the cruise ship art? You said you studied art history. Yeah, I'm. I just googled uh, because I was done with Paris. I wanted to move on somewhere. I just googled, found Park West Gallery. This is in, in around in a month. I was already on board. Wow. Yeah. It happened you... three and a half years ago. Oh wow. What were you What were you studying? Like, what was your area of specialty? My specialty was uh, history of art photography. Photography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, if you're if yeah. you're house, then yeah, that makes sense. But at the end of the day, uh, just Paris. Basically, it's it's everything about art, mm -hmm. even though. Uh, I would study art photography still. You were involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah. Being there. Yes. yes. Do you, does the gallery represent any photographers or is there no, photography? No, no photography. it's just painting. Mm -hmm. Just the fine art. Ooh, I like this guy. I like the cut of his jib. Well, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's where I was yeah, like, wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I no, photography is photography. I think it's a fine art. Although some people, some other people, they don't think so. Though when I say what the Gorski, you know. Ooh, dude, he's dropping some shit on you. He's he's from he's from Germany. Andreas Gorski. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's like yeah. So Gursky, that Gorski. Uh, Ryan too. Was sold for what I had five million euros? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that was that. There were basically like six, six of them done. Right. For the record, I do it's think photography amazing. can be art. I know. So, I what um, like when people come on the ship, do they have like an idea of what they want to buy in mind, or? Sometimes some people they know what they want, so mm -hmm. they've collected before. Mm -hmm. They know what they want. They want to enhance their collection. They're looking for something. Some people, they just come new, new, newbies. They fall <laughs> in love with something. We were talking to someone else, um, I don't even know, it was a couple of days ago, about co 
collectors or I guess Whoa, so you, had, you were hanging out with this dude for a lot. Want to collect one artist, or do they have... I was, like, asking all I, the artists. people. It seemed to how, like, referring on. to collectors as, like, a collector of one particular yeah. artist's work as opposed to a collector of a particular period mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a collector of photography or collector of yeah. works on paper or something. I think I think that depends from the personality of this particular person. Mm-hmm. What I found, some people, they're, they're comfortable with just staying with one artist. They found one artist, and maybe, like, two, three, that's it. Some people they would just uh, they would choose such a diverse art that I'm like really how do you put all this together? I have no idea, but it really depends like from personality I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of like what do people ask? Like what is the most common you know what questions are the FAQs? they have or, or things that they want to know before they're buying? Oh, what it will go for? <laughs> how much? Course. Just how much? How much? Yeah, and. Uh, if the artist is still alive. Really? Yeah. Are they more likely to buy if the artist is still alive? Well, they think so, yeah. But the thing is with Parkwest, we barely have those artists that that have passed away because, especially on Carnival, we we usually, Carnival prefers us to represent like contemporary art and like the artists that are creating at this point because it's considered that if the artist passed away, it's kind of selling for investment, which is no-no. Right, mm-hmm. and but still, people they kind of they ask how old is the artist or some things like that. They want to know as well the accolades, how big is the artist, because at the end of the day, the, a lot of artists that we have, they're really they're pretty big names in the art world. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter Max, understandable, right? Uh, we have over here once again Peter Max. It's just my guys brought something that they that most of them they like. Well, we have the artists like Linda Lickin, She was official artist of. World Cup Soccer 1998. She's our exclusive artist. She was our official artist of Kentucky Derby 2010. Mm-hmm. In France, they released a coin with her work of art uh-huh. in reverse. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's not like she's you know, a coin. Take the starving artists and ask ask them to do the World <laughs> Cup Soccer series. Right. But you said. But um, if they like did, I mean, hell, that'd be no, your. Right? urge not to buy something for an investment just if they like it or no i mean we, we just like the, the uh our company that's our idea we don't we don't push for investment mm-hmm. we never sell for investment because it's wrong and most of it is how so when you, huh? how, how do well, you because because no one can predict at the end of the day and i absolutely embrace this concept it's happened with me i'm not going to point the finger but i will I'm not going to point the finger, like, oh, but I will. Around. I'm like, how much is this one? They're like, it's $2,000, but get it now because in, in two years it will be 4000 I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. You cannot know. You don't know yeah. that. Right. Well, although some of these artists obviously have like a pretty established track record already. But yeah. is, there, is there any sense in terms of the value of the works that... Um, that they would be in, not not like will they grow exponentially, but that they would be the a good value, I guess. Not just something beautiful for your house, but well, that it would be valuable. Take a look. Basically, with us again, <clears throat> I can just tell you the accolades of the artist, mm-hmm. what the artist has done through the through the career, and it's up to you to decide. That Do you consider sense. that's enough for you to know that this artist that's a good that's a good that's a good value or not? Mm-hmm. Because with me, like I mean, uh, I usually say collect what you like. Yeah. Get what you that's like. That's pop- that, uh, yeah. that talks to you because at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to enjoy it every day. Right. No one else. That's fair. Right. And that's I had true. this thing. That's really with true. With one couple, this would be probably a really good example. 
And I think when we talk about Chagall, we both can agree that he's quite established. <laughs> yes. Right? So we had this couple, a Jewish couple from New York, mm -hmm. and we had like phenomenal time together. And they never collected before. Uh, he brought his wife just because he liked me, and then uh, they fell in love with this gorgeous work of art by Peter Max. And as they were uh, basically Russian Jewish immigrated to the United States, uh, they found a work of art by Chagall, which was from Bible series, that was a uh, lithograph from Bible series, black mm -hmm. and white work, with a dead corpse lying on the ground and the crown eating this dead, dead corpse. Right. And so uh, the idea over there was there were these two works of art. <laughs> The same in price, and um, from one side is Peter Max. It's like splash of colors, blushing beauty, everything about celebrating love and life. And from the other side is the dead body with the crown. Mm -hmm. And they like they wanted to go for one of those. And they were leaning at this time. They were really leaning to Chagall because Chagall meant much more for them. And Chagall is Chagall. He's right. one of the uh, definitely masters of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And he's not with us any longer, right? right? Nothing else is coming. But, and I'm just like, and, and there, there is a debate, and I'm like, really? Tell me, where do you want to put your Chagall on? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, do you want to look at this at this work of art every day? It's kind of creepy. I'm like, really? So what's going to be? I've told you I want, I want Max, right? Yeah. And they went for Max. Yeah. I know, and, and I think sometimes... <laughs> that is... I think that opportunity could depressing. come up, and it's like, which Chagall? Which Picasso? Why the fuck was a Picasso carnival made, cruise ship selling an etching on a lithograph of a dead right. body? I mean, no. Yes, of course, to be like, You're oh, like, oh, I own a Picasso. Uh, exactly. So we had this certain, bright, you know, colorful... Color to it, but uh, they're not always... Mm -hmm. No, know, yeah, quality of course. Well, there are those 800 series. Thomas Kincaid, but you know, this couple was like from Germany and they escaped World War One, and so we had this Otto Dix etching of. Some people they just would love it because they would speak to their personality, you know, something dark, something like like that. Like I never seen people like that. There's nothing wrong about that. But just seen this couple, and they know them. They're alive. They're like they love to have fun and like. Yeah, so quite mm -hmm. And though the price was the same, they realized that even though like that they're like carnivals like Peter Max, they decided uh, to go for Max. No, you get the cheap new yeah. art. We don't the the Richie Definitely. art goes I mean, on I a different cruise line. A lot of these works have that appeal. Have the you'd want to put it in your house. You'd want to look at it every day. Yeah, exactly. God, Maybe not, not, not that's what we need to do is we're gonna have a Kickstarter to buy me <laughs> another shark <laughs> because I've seen a lot of works as well throughout my life that um, impressed me they really impressed me Laurent but would I like to see it every day no I don't yes. think so yes <laughs> if you yeah. see a work of art that impresses you that much you should stay yeah. Well, come tomorrow for an auction. We have the last yeah. auction tomorrow. I think they will. I mean, we're on the ship all day. Yeah, so. exactly. yeah, you can't go we anywhere. Clock at the back of the I ship. End up going the Which you did? Five aft over there okay. in the white. You did or didn't? Oh, did not. okay. Oh yeah, no. Where were you Wonderful. instead? Well, thank you so much for your time. And your name is Nina. Nina. Yeah. My name is. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Give me a lot to think about. I will see you tomorrow. No you. relation. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I, I understand your frustration. <laughs> so, this uh, is the...
the, the gallery's website. No, the woman that uh, uh. he mentioned that did the art for the 1998 <laughs> uh. World Cup, Linda Lakinth. Yeah, I think I understand your frustration, but it, it's just a completely different world of art that, I know. that they're interfacing with than you are. I know it's true. I had well, something else to say, and I should have written it down because now it's fled my mind. But because that, I mean, that is a that is a place. I mean, it's like, yeah, it depends on the world. You this is the scariest thing, though, is to think that maybe the world of art forum is as. Uh, Removed from reality. Remove well is is as stupid and bullshitty and hacked as uh genuine Giclée prints on canvas or the forum galleries, you know, that show Of course it is. Like I mean, so that that's well, that's the resistance, respects. right? I mean, because even when we read stuff in art form, we're like, Oh god, fuck that. Right. No, but you I'm know? saying but I'm saying like it's this idea of that it's our this is our our art world, which first of all, if that if we ever met anyone yeah, from that us? real our art world me and you. Yeah, well, I, I know, but like who's I know, but like But then if we met them they'd be like, No, you're a nobody like Yeah, you literally you're... are the scum of the can't buy a Jeff Coons, even the cheap ass one from Don Perignon. We can't afford that. Right. No, but I mean I would rather not buy art than buy the Don Perignon one because that's like that's like what you were saying, like Mariano's is like fake rich gallery grocery. Yeah, I guess okay. What this boils down to and why I feel like I have sort of like a strange moral quandary over this, even though maybe the moral quandary is why am I an asshole and I'm <laughs> judgmental. Um, and it's that they assume that people are too stupid to understand anything avant-garde, but they will not ever give them the chance. They're yeah. never going to It's just try the place for the them. avant-garde, though. I mean, I guess I because it's so deeply problematic and artificial, then no, because that's like entirely in opposition to avant-garde or anything, any real art. So it would be it would be a very strange and terrible place for real art to live because it would like kill and crush the souls of the real art. But I would rather there be no, no I would imagine, art purchased on a boat. Yeah, no, I was I had no idea this was taking place, honestly, in my country. Yeah. Well, it's not in your country. It's oh, in the Caribbean. It's in the international. It's in Mexico. Oh, dude, I bet you could fucking not have to pay certain taxes if oh, you yeah, auctioned certainly. it at Ocean. Yeah. Which is like, why isn't the real art market doing that? Because it's all about being an unregulated. Uh, I don't know. Because that, like that's, that's the whole point. You're buying duty-free watches, perfume, and art. art. Dude, why aren't they doing like... Well, you, art, art. you do have to go on like a two-week cruise just to buy the piece. So that's kind of a barrier. Okay, yeah, it's but, a one-week cruise, and a cruise is fun. A, you also get to go on a cruise. That's a bonus. Well, like, no, that's they why people a, go to Art Basel Miami Beach, because they, right, they wish they were a on a cruise. Day, no, but they could do a three-day cruise. I mean, they're like, you could... And then you'd end up on Gilligan's Island, and, uh, <laughs> on Gagosian's Island. That's what, what we when we landed, we went on a tour of the Florida Everglades where we saw a bunch of alligators, and mm -hmm. the guy was like, "This will be a three-hour tour." <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, okay. So you go on this art boat auction, and it's supposed to be a three-day cruise where you launder all your money, and then all the hedge fund people play with the unregulated industry of the art world. Maybe that's why they don't need to do it on a cruise because the art market is like this hugely unregulated 
industry and a lot a lot of reason why hedge fund people and stuff get involved is because they like part of why they're good economists and stuff is because they like they love the game the of game. of money and stuff mm-hmm. and it allows them to do shit they can't do with commodities and stuff like that like commodities mm-hmm. trading or short selling or whatever you know like cuz they get yeah. caught they get caught insider trading but when you're doing that in the art world there's like almost no boundaries Wow, I never thought about it that way so yeah. but it could be coal or gold or yeah so it, it's it's just a shiny thing that allows you to play the game which is isn't that what art is anyway that's the shiny thing that allows us to have the conversation about life or whatever like to talk about um yeah you might you know, have just exchange of information to it, summed it up <laughs> just quit quit talking about art and yeah. go on with our lives and become commodity yeah. traders yeah no i know i don't know i mean maybe a bunch of do goody art self-righteous people would so hate the idea of there being a real life art cruise that we would rebel against it or something. But I think the Mm -hmm. art fairs are like there already. So yeah, no, it's just a different, it's all about price points, but it's already like that circus and this artificial, like Mm -hmm. you think you're having a certain experience, but it's Mm -hmm. really completely fake. I mean, it's, but I mean, yeah, flying to fairs and stuff and doing that is fun. I mean, but it is fun, right? I mean, that's their tourism. Well, for us, poor people who cannot buy any works at these things. Poor people who go on cruises. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I mean, like, yeah, we can't afford to buy any of the art at an art fair, but it is a fun, cool vacation to go look at art at an art fair and then Mm -hmm. be in a new city and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just like the idea that, that there's, like, the ship's doctor, and now there's apparently the ship's art historian. <laughs> I know. The ship's gallerist. I know, but but I'd have to sell that art if I wanted to be a ship's art historian, and I couldn't do it because I would yeah. secretly be like, listen, okay, I know that. I know I just told you this, but, but I here's really some drawings on some napkins. I, tell you. I don't know. It just seems like there could also be a lot of – I mean, you couldn't, but there'd be a lot of fun, like – to be because he's like he's right i mean well i guess the thing is i wouldn't sweat it because it's it's for a specific audience and um i think it's cool that they offer an ancient to modern <laughs> contemporary or an ancient to modern art survey course me too except i'm the only one who took one it went. and yeah. i already knew all the information <laughs> so no one learned anything it was really sad i mean i learned things so about myself you got a whole episode of this podcast out of it. Yeah. So who's who's winning? I don't know. I don't know. We turned them because they're making like a lot of money off of this. Yeah. Wait, off the podcast too? No. <laughs> Unless um, <clears throat> Park West Gallery or Carnival Cruise Lines, if you would like to sponsor our podcast, I would be more than happy to sell out Park, for that. You suck. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> uh, I, I mean. You know, art. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I do wonder how they find those people or how those. I'm okay because it it's again it's a certain milieu. So they're like, oh, we we. When Linda Nochlin or whoever, that's a joke. Um, huh? 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 <laughs> Linda Lekinth. Linda Linda Lekinth, uh, hit it big, at the Salt Lake City Olympics or whatever the 1998 tour to America tour to France. The 1998 World Cup. World Cup. Um, all these galleries, I bet, kept calling her, but they weren't 
you know, Layman Moppin or Matthew uh, Marks or Matthew Marks or Sprout Majors. They were like, um, you know, Park West Gallery. Yeah, or you know, like, uh, what would you say? Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, we want we want to take your paintings and print them on high quality paper and you know sell them in an unlimited edition or something so that's a different uh thing it's a different business <laughs> did you know that i live down the street from monique Maloche? no i didn't know that i didn't either until i decided to go on an aimless walk and i found it and i was like hey <laughs> i'm not going in but hey it was christmas day i couldn't uh, go in it was closed um then I had like a really weird dream that I was there wow. and like I was like trapped there and then I lost all my jewelry inside the gallery because there was like all these floorboards and then all my jewelry <laughs> fell through. Um, Nina's Dreamcast. I mean, but I would, that, is that your Sega system? <laughs> but, oh, what was I going to say? Like. I mean, I guess the other thing is probably some of these artists make a lot more than the so-called legit artists. I do. know. And I think that they are probably going to make more money than we will. I mean, honestly, yeah. they are going to be more well-known and successful than us. Um. Well, what do you mean by well-known? Who do you want to know you? Exactly. I want the right people to know me. Those art form people. Right. But I'm, I mean, there's like, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, I mean, think of all the artists that are... I can't think of a, like a mid-range respected artist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but they have teaching positions or whatever. And these other artists are quote unquote living off their art, but they're making those paintings and then selling them as. Oh yeah. Like that artist who I cannot place. remember her name Which, who like the IRS came after her cause they said she couldn't say she was an artist cause she didn't make enough money. I don't know who that is. I don't remember. It was like three years ago. Um, speaking of years ago, this is the end of the year. Did you um, want to say what I, I don't want to really do like a year in review because this podcast is going on forever, et cetera. But yeah. I do think like, what is the best thing that you saw this year? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. You succeeded in killing that. I told goal. you I had so much to talk about the boat art. Oh, uh, let's sink this ship. <laughs> Did you, you ask that him that? Out. Does the art ever get wet? <laughs> there's a lot of water on that ship on the Lido deck. And that's yeah. why they call it the Lido deck. Cause there's pools everywhere. Did you know the pools had chlorine, but they were also salt water. Whoa. It's crazy. And I didn't meet that many people on the ship, but most of the time when I met people and chatted with them, it was in the hot tub, <laughs> which sounds like, like way more like art, like a, uh, no, like schmancy, but it was like families that were hanging out. And uh. we'd be like, where are you from? Tennessee. That's so great. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i don't understand i mean i understand your ire but i also i'm like it's like getting mad at disneyland for not <laughs> for about getting like, mad at disneyland am i allowed to do that i don't know disney you don't know about disneyland you mean dismaland yeah but you mean a, banksy's dismaland I mean, dis yeah but i thought it was spelled dismaland i guess so <laughs> Wasn't it spelled D I S M A L L A N D? I know what it meant. I just never thought about pronouncing it out loud. Wait, why did you pronounce it Disney? Because <laughs> it's Dismal Disney, and that's like a great port. 
portmanteau of those. Yeah, but I don't think that's actually what it's called. Oh. I think it's called Disneyland. Isn't Disney? No, that's you know what it is. It's Disneyland. Also, a Simpsons reference. That's probably like oh, like the D I Z N E E. Yeah, so that's probably stuck in my brain somewhere. Oh, hey, God. hey, Andre, can you Google Banksy Disneyland? Because I think it's Dismal. Land. I think probably, but I'm just like, Disney what could I fit in my head if I didn't have so many Simpsons references in there? Disneyland. Um, Dismaland. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Disneyland. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, what have I missed? It's dismal Disneyland. You I know got, what Disneyland about that? I really didn't know what you meant. Well, that's my year-end wrap-up. I thought that was the best thing this year. <laughs> Not Katy Perry's kidding. Super Bowl performance. That was. Uh, oh, that was this. That year. was like a whole year ago. That was this year. The best art of my year was seeing Harry Styles. <laughs> Look at art. <laughs> Um, is that like Kim Jong Il looking at things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I read that. So the they've gotten the North Korean operating system called Red Star OS, and one of the big things is it it's Death Star OS. Yeah, it's like aping a Macintosh user interface. It's they've gone from Windows looking like Windows to looking like Mac, except it's all squares instead of circles. You know, like the red, green, and yellow lights on Macs, they're squares on the new North Korean. And they said in the article, it's like, this is probably because Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il had been photographed looking at Macintoshes. <laughs> they do look at things. They're like, they'd been, they'd been, there are several photographs of them with Macs. <laughs> um, Someone said they saw a photograph of Kim Jong-un using one of the phones that we use at work. Oh, the beige ones? Everyone's got the beige <laughs> ones. phones are really old. Or as they call it in North Korea, new. <laughs> uh, um, anything uh, else to add or should we wrap it up? Rear end. Wrap it up. Typo on it. Nothing about Dell's worth telling. Oh. Oh, so this real artist. Yeah. Uh, an artist I like very much passed away. Yeah. Late he last night. Named Ellsworth Kelly. Do you regret saying those things about him in the seventh grade or whatever that we read in that one episode? I <laughs> love that in your world that essay I wrote <laughs> uh, was written by a seventh grader. A seventh grade Eric Wenzel. Why Ellsworth Kelly is better than Piet Mondrian. <laughs> uh, no, because I was pro Ellsworth Kelly that's in right. seventh grade. And <laughs> now, now that's how I'm going to remember it. Um, and it was just an undergrad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's just that I've grown to love Piet Mondrian. Oh, okay. Good. Um, good. I would also like to say to I knew audience, that you loved Ellsworth Kelly, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, this entire episode has been recorded without any pants. <laughs> It's true. He's not wearing pants. That's what we say at work when like all the bosses are gone. We're like, it's a pants off day. (laughs) This is a pants off podcast. It's a it's incredibly awful weather outside. It's frightful. You might even say. Um, But but podcasting with you is so delightful. So delightful. Uh, So yeah, everything's wet. I'm wet. Well, I'm dry now, but I have to put on my wet clothes and go home. He's covered in a towel. Yeah, I realized this whole time I've been like draped. I have this towel draped, draped over my legs. Yeah, like like, like a blinky Palermo. Like an affair to remember. 
I don't remember. know that one. <laughs> you don't remember? Boy, this just keeps she going. She gets hit by a cab on the way yeah. to meeting him in the Empire State Building. Have you seen Sleepless in Seattle? What's wrong with you? No. Okay. No, is that the no? That's Harry Met Sally. I haven't seen that one either. So go see some Ellsworth Kelly t- today. Whenever day this is that you're listening to this, because he's a cool artist. I highly recommend reading his obituary in the New York Times, like I did, because it was really interesting. Ah, uh, was it funny? No. Oh. Not everything I do has to be funny. <laughs> Although hopefully some of it is. <laughs> God, we and this is the end of our lost episode. Lost at sea. Oh yeah, uh, it didn't die. It was lost at sea. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. It's been I don't hate this. That's Eric Wenzel, and I'm Nina Litoff. Um, you can find us on the internet wherever podcasts are found. Oh, um, I think you guys have a brand new website URL, don't you? We do. Our producer, Andre Kello, purchased a website for us for Christmas. You can find us at I Don't Hate This. That's I Don't Hate <laughs> TH dot IS. Or I Don't Hate th- Is. That's correct. It is an Icelandic domain name ending in IS. I Don't Hate TH dot IS. Our new website. Wait, what? No, it's I Don't Hate TH dot IS. Yes. Wait. That's what I so, said. like, I don't hate I D O N T H A T E T H dot I S. I don't hate T H dot I S. I don't hate this. I don't hate this. Yes. Um. You can find us on Instagram at I don't hate this. You can find us on Twitter at I don't hate this. You can find our Tumblr, which is also may our or website. may not exist by the time this comes. I don't hate this. Uh, Tumblr, I'm putting you on blast. Ooh, snap. You better watch out. Yeah, by the time um, you hear this. Cry. Um, by the time you hear this, it might be a blog spot. Whoa. <laughs> Do you have any plugs? Uh, today, my cat climbed into a little hanging shelf thing, and I thought that was pretty great. Um, curled up in a little ball, he did looked at me and meowed plugs yes i want to plug transparent on amazon because i watched that all last weekend and it was so amazing um i probably should use this to like plug something that needs to be plugged but i don't care well in that case i want to plug all the mystery science theater 3000s (laughs) that are available on youtube (laughs) so go check those out andre do you have something uh, the Mystery Science Theater uh, Kickstarter raised uh, more than $5 million and wow. we'll be producing 14 episodes. Whoa. Wow. So um, go fund our Kickstarter to buy me that shark painting. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or links in which you would like to offer Jeff Coons to Eric, you can email us at idonthatethis at gmail.com. If you made it this far. Oh, yeah. And watch Fucking Delightful. Yes. On YouTube, our, starring our, Asia Saunders. Yes, uh, part of the L O Calo Media Empire. Dot <laughs> is. <laughs> Bye. You used to call me on my. You used to. You used to. Yeah. Uh,